Hi, welcome to the very first episode of The 2000s Called, a podcast where I revisit iconic movies and music from the 2000s. I wanted to do this because my best friend Trish and I watch a lot of good and bad movies from the 2000s in our spare time. And uh, there just seems to be a boom of, you know, Disney and kids movies from like 2000 to 2006. And we should talk about them because they're outdated and weird and hilarious. So let me introduce myself. I'm Carly. My pronouns are she, they. I'm a former improviser turned actor. I originally studied at Dallas Comedy House. Then I moved to Chicago for a while and studied at Second City and Improv Olympic. I like making uh, art in my spare time. I'm a comic book enthusiast, astrology enthusiast. I love tarot. I'm vegan, so I love uh, vegan food. And I reside in DFW. Today we're revisiting the movie Freaky Friday, the remake that was released in 2003. Their budget was $26 million and it brought in $160 million at the box office. It's an hour and 37 minutes and it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 88%. So let's get into this IMDb trivia. If you do not know, you can look up pretty much any movie on IMDb and they have a trivia section that has cool facts about like production and casting. So this isn't everything. If you want more, you can go to the Freaky Friday IMDb trivia page, but these are just ones that I found interesting. So first, a band, a member of the band Orgy taught Jamie Lee Curtis to play the guitar for the movie. The solo that she does towards the end of the film is dubbed over, but um, I thought that was interesting. Orgy is a really great band. They have a cover of the song Blue Monday that's pretty good if you haven't heard that. Second fact, Kelly Osborne originally auditioned for the role of Anna and got it, but she backed out, and she later regretted it due to the success of the film. Third, the producer had hoped that Jodie Foster would return to play the role of the mother since she was the daughter in the original 1976 film, but she declined. Fourth, the character name of Mr. Bates, Anna's English literature teacher, is a shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, Janet Lee, specifically referencing Mr. Bates' character in Psycho, one of Janet Lee's iconic movies. Fifth, Jamie Lee Curtis had only six days to prepare for the role of Tess after Annette Bening dropped out. That is wild. That is not a lot of time at all. And that makes me respect Jamie Lee Curtis even more, which I didn't think was possible. I, I fucking love Jamie Lee Curtis. Most of the songs featured in the movie are remakes since the movie is a remake. I read that and was like, oh, duh. Like, I stupidly didn't put those together. But there is that uh, Simple Plan cover of I Can't See Me Loving Nobody But You for All My Life at the beginning. There's that Bowling for Soup cover of Baby One More Time. And there's lots of, like, pop punk covers of a lot of songs that that are pretty good. Hilary Duff also auditioned for the part of Anna but lost to Lindsay. They were in a high-profile feud at the time, which I had forgotten about that. And who knows if that was a legit, um, you know, hatred between the two or if it was just they were in the same age range. So I'm sure they were going after a lot of the same roles. So who knows if like the press pitted them against each other, you know. And lastly, some astrology trivia for you. I'll just be going over their sun sign and Chinese zodiac sign because I find that interesting. I would love to go into their sun, moon, and rising signs, but if their, you know, time and place of birth is in public, it's not accurate. So Jamie Lee Curtis is a Scorpio dog. Lindsay Lohan is a Cancer tiger. 
and Chad Michael Murray is a Virgo rooster. So I wonder if with Jamie being a Scorpio and Lindsay being a Cancer, since they're both water signs, I wonder if like how compatible they were on set, you know? Spoiler alert, if you have not seen Freaky Friday and you don't want me to spoil it for you, you can pause this and go watch it. All right, let's get comfy. We are pretending it's 2003. We have a friendship date. We're making friendship bracelets. We're sneaking those mini Doritos into my Mrs. Orlando Bloom purse and watching Freaky Friday. Anna, played by Lindsay Lohan, tells her mom, Tess, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, that she wants to get flesh pierced. Mom says, hookers won't be allowed to my wedding. The mother and daughter bicker and threaten homicidal threats as they speed off to Anna's high school. Anna peeks from behind her propped up feet on mom's dash and realizes, God damn it, some chicks got on the same shirt as me. I guess I have to turn my embroidered shirt with thousands of loose threads inside out so I don't commit fashion suicide. If it wasn't the shirt, it'd be the hair. The highlights are chonky to the max. Anna sees the stoner Chad Michael Murray variant approach. It's too late to fix her shirt. He's fucking looking at her. Maybe if I make direct eye contact and smile like a Jim Carrey character, he won't notice my inside out shirt. Well, that backfires. He sees her and he looks away as soon as possible to forget her. Tess is now driving her girl boss Corvette, trying to T9 text on one of her 5,000 phones. While Tess negotiates with her wedding caterer, she accidentally drives through the exit of a very hostile parking lot with fucking spikes slicing and popping all four of her tires. Tess gets airbagged hard, but still manages to apologize to every single person in the parking lot. Next, we witness Anna getting a big ol' F from her men's rights activist, English lit teacher, Mr. Bates. All she did was answer the question. He's still mad at Anna's mom for turning him down those 50 years ago. So he fails her just for looking like her mom. Fuck you, Baldy, she says in front of everyone. She gets detention. Anna trudges down the hall towards detention and does that classic high schooler move and chunks all her books and papers to the ground like it was an accident. She's ready to torch that shit and just drop out of school altogether. Just then, that burnout Chad Michael Murray variant Jake appears and helps her gather all her shit. Jake notices her guitar pick choker. You like music? Anna lights up. She's never met anyone else who likes music. Wow, they have so much in common. And luckily, he doesn't recognize her as that weird girl from earlier. So they bond over Bowling for Soup and Mr. Bungle. Anna is in a dreamlike state, thinking of Jake and what song they'd smash faces to. Just in time to really emote and embody teen spirit in this band rehearsal. Pink Slip thrashes to their angsty jam so hard that Mom pulls the plug on the entire garage circuit board. Tess has had it with Anna's selfishness and detention runs, so she hulks out and tears Anna's door right off its hinges. Anna goes ballistic and storms up to her room to turn on the backup generator. She sees her room, doorless, threatens to unalive herself, screaming, This is a totalitarian regime and I will not stand it. She goes to slam that now invisible bedroom door. Ugh, she screams. Next, they arrive at that infamous body switcheroo Chinese restaurant. They're arguing at full volume about the Wango Tango audition that happens to take place the same night as mom's rehearsal dinner. 
A mysterious woman approaches the two as they take their argument to the back. The woman offers a fortune cookie to each of them with no wrapper. It's a screaming match at this point. If I were to somehow be a teenager again, it'd be a fucking piece of cake. Oh yeah? Well, if I somehow turn into an old hag like you, I'd cancel this fucking wedding. Because hags don't deserve love or fun. The mysterious woman slowly edges the fortune cookies in their furious faces. Anna and Tess both take their cookies and read their fortune in unison. A body curse. A body curse. Eat this for what it's worth. Not understanding at all, Tess and Anna eat the cookies in Fortune's Hole. Tastes like foreshadowing. Oh, shit. A 5.0 earthquake. Tess and Anna walk through the restaurant to check on their family. They walk through the beaded curtains in the dining area, expecting absolute desolation. But, oh, the restaurant and its patrons are totally fine. Weird. Right as their analog clocks strike midnight, the body switcheroo happens. Tess enters Anna's body and crosses her arms like a recently buried corpse. Anna enters Tess's body and flops over like a fish. They have no idea the horror that awaits them. Mom wakes up in Anna's room. Why am I in her room? Why did I paint my nails metallic? Did I fucking pass out in here last night trying to put that door back on? Tess steps towards the mirror in absolute disbelief. Is this a nightmare? Oh my god, just as she starts to scream, her son Harry crashes into the room. Mom's dead, he cries. I'm dead? Ah! Tess runs into her room. Oh, thank god, I'm breathing. Soon they realize what's happened. They've somehow switched bodies? They've traveled to another dimension where moms and daughters are punished for hating each other. Fuck. They don't even have time to process this shit or figure out how to get back to their original dimension. Anna has to go on a morning date with her mom's fiancé. Ew. Grody to the max. Anna is uncomfortable in her mother's body. She holds back vomit as, as Ryan grazes her hand. The only thing keeping her from exploding in rage is knowing her mother will have to navigate high school again like it's fucking Lord of the Flies. Anna flips through her mother's wallet. She's planning a shopping spree. Since Anna is now on her mother's body, she has a driver's license. She totals 10 cars on the way to the crushed velvet shop. She gets a few lobes and cartilages pierced and heads to work. Anna tries her hardest to sound like a therapist. Asking, and how do you feel about that? And how do you feel about how you feel about that? The patients are confused and ask for their money back. Next, it's time for a takedown. Tess, as Anna, is treated like absolute dog shit by Mr. Bates. Why is that name so familiar? (gasps) Dewey Bates? You went to Santa Monica High. How do you know that? He's shocked. I, I mean... My mom turned you down for a Sadie Hawkins dance like 50 years ago, and you're taking it out on her daughter? Shame on you. Guys don't even ask girls to the Sadie Hawkins dance anyway, you fucking dumb shit. Mr. Bates is crushed. He quits his job immediately and donates to the ACLU. Tess and Anna return to the Chinese restaurant to demand the body switch back fortune cookie. 
At first, the woman pretends she has no idea what they're talking about. Who even are you? Do you have a reservation? Get out of here. Stop yelling at me. This enrages Anna. She flings herself to the ground and exclaims, I'm not marrying your fiancé for you, Mom. I'm 15. Tess agrees, and they start attempting to switch back their bodies on their own. They body slam each other, perform seances, and even take LSD. None of it works, of course. Tess, as Anna, still zooted from the acid, sneaks through the zonked teacher's lounge to destroy Stacy Stinkhouse's test. Turns out Jake works at the school. He doesn't go there. He's 45. It's fuck that bitch o'clock and Tess erases all of Stacy's answers and writes, I'm a massive C-word instead. After a seductive motorcycle ride, Jake and Bake serenades Tess outside of her home with a not-at-all-pitchy rendition of Hit Me Baby One More Time. Jake is drawing attention, now screaming the song at the top of his lungs. He's in love with Anna, but Anna is stuck in her mom's body right now, so he's actually in love with her engaged mother, and he's about to ruin their rehearsal dinner night. Tess hauls ass outside and tackles that fucker to the ground. She duct tapes his mouth and shoves him in the shed where he can't disturb them anymore. Anna's friends crash the rehearsal dinner. They're all but three toddlers standing atop each other disguised as an adult in a trench coat. Her friends approach who they believe to be Anna and threaten to knock her unconscious and drag her lifeless body down the street to play at that damn Wango Tango show. Ryan catches wind of this, and he makes a big show out of the whole go rock out and melt faces, I'm a cool stepdad thing. They leave and thank him for being so understanding. But Ryan gets serious, and he asks Tess if she would rather break up or acknowledge that he's cool. She chooses the latter. Anna's friends are super supportive, and they tell her they'll still be friends even if she totally bombs tonight, which is very likely considering Tess can't play guitar. Pink Slip starts their awesome ballad about not wanting to grow up, and Tess fucks up real good and completely misses the guitar on the first stroke. But the real Anna and Tess's bod totally shreds her guitar solo from behind the stage curtains. Tess, as Anna, feels high off the crowd as they lose their shit over the song. And Tess realizes her daughter is fucking awesome. Tess and Anna return to the rehearsal dinner and realize they've got to postpone this shit. Tonight will definitely need to end in a kiss with Ryan to assure she won't leave him for Jake. And Tess isn't going to make her daughter do that. Anna is relieved her mom hasn't yelled at her in a few hours. So Anna puts on her best Tess impression to make a cinnamon toast. It was going well until Anna brings up her dead dad. Everyone gets a little uncomfy. But then she says, Ryan will never be my kid's dad. But he's still a pretty sweet dude. Ryan begins to weep. Then, oh shit, another earthquake? Oh my god, the curse is broken now. Their spirits switch back to their original owners. Just in time for everyone to make out with who they've been dying to make out with. Next, finally, it's Tess's wedding day. Somehow Jake got an invite. Jake tells Anna he's actually not into women his own age. And he asks if she can just kind of forget all the weird stuff he said about having feelings for her mom. 
Anna, knowing the feelings were for her, obliges. Anna finally gets to melt faces back in her own body. Bras are thrown, a mosh pit forms, Grandpa joins, and is killed instantly. But he was kind of creepy, so no one is that sad. All right. I'll be ending every episode with recommended listening. Uh, This week I am re-listening to the album Autobiography by Ashley Simpson, which came out in 2004. She was 20 years old. There are 12 songs. They are as follows. Autobiography, Pieces of Me, Shadow, La La, Love Makes the World Go Round, Better Off, Love Me for Me, Surrender, Unreachable, Nothing New, giving it all away, and undiscovered. If you haven't listened to this in a while, go do that, because it is wild. It is an interesting listen. I would encourage you to look at the lyrics as you listen, because there's a lot of shit that I did not piece together when I heard it the first time. For example, I'm going to leave you with the lyrics from Giving It All Away, which are, Hey you, living for tomorrow, you sold your dreams for a pocket of change. Hey you, smoking up your sorrow, you point your fingers at someone to blame. Hey you, you turn your back on your children, it's left you in the big burning bed. I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm going to have to look up the big burning bed and see if that is a metaphor of some kind (laughs) but I just want to know who this song is about and like it just makes no sense (laughs) like I don't know what kind of life experience she was pulling from at 20 she's probably yeah anyway I hope you enjoyed this episode if you did feel free to let me know I'm on twitter and instagram my twitter is 2000s called pod And our Instagram is the2000scalledpod. So I hope you have a great week. I hope this was fun and nostalgic for you. Sending you love hugs and all that. All right. Have a great week. Bye.